Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our main podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined every week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and media and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Hi, everybody. This is Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. Hello. Hello. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. We are pre-recording this, but you are listening to this at the end of January, January 31st. Thanks for letting them know. We're letting it out. And the reason why I say that, shut up. Oh, shit. Calm I'm, drop, I'm dropping stuff. It's funny how we can like keep our shit together on the other show somewhat. But as soon as we Because you have me in restraints. As soon as we start recording, I'm hand, jet. I'm she's like throwing her stuff on the floor. Okay. And, confused oh my god okay so i'm gonna start again so uh end of january and the reason why i mentioned that too is because when this when this uh publishes i'll actually be at sundance and it'll be kind of near the end of sundance actually when this publishes so um yeah i'll have a lot of stuff to say when we get back i guess i don't know i hope so i'll be in the snoo if you follow boring when you get back (laughs) yeah right if you follow our Twitter, I'm going to I've been I've already been posting stuff about Sundance on the Twitter and I will do that uh, continually throughout the festival. So, if you like that sort of thing and if you tweet as I do, you can follow the Twitter and you'll get more Sundance stuff. Anyway, trivia. On to trivia. Do you have I I have trivia. Okay. <laughs> She looked at me like, what? We have trivia, and then I, I also would like to mention that Like a Fox, who won our yeah. round one yes. of trivia and our gift. Yes. Which um, she should have by now, hopefully. Hopefully. Yep. If not, let us know. Or if you did, let us know. But she wrote <laughs> us a really nice email. Yeah, you asked her to answer a question or something, I did. Right? Um, so I had asked her to maybe give us... Um, question about her favorite horror movie and maybe why. So I'm just going to read the email. Sweet. So she says, hi, Shannon Calder and Dr. Kathy Barrett. Thank you both so much for creating this amazing podcast. I look forward to Terror Talk every week and so appreciate you sharing fun and interesting horror and true crime info as well as your insight into psych issues. Such a brilliant mix of topics for a podcast. I also want to thank you for the fun trivia game and for allowing uh, me to indulge my Hashtag Hermione complex. Oh, Hermione complex. <laughs> you two rock. You rock too. We had so much fun playing with you. So for thanks sure. so much for um no, for you participating. Rock. No, you rock. No, you. She uh, she did answer the question. She said that to answer the question about a favorite horror movie, I would have to go with The Shining, which is awesome because nice. that's 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 your oh one yeah of yours. top top ten for sure. Um, I watched it a ton with my mom as a kid, starting f- uh, from far too young of an age, I'm sure. Hey, I can totally hey, relate. Join the crowd. Uh, and have continued to watch it at least once or twice a year with my husband, partner in crime since. Uh, the older I get, the more I am fascinated with what a terrifyingly uh, complimentary duo Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall made. And of course, learning about Kubrick's process while making the movie totally ups the overall what the fuck feeling I get when I watch it. Love, love, love it. Um, so that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. And mm. as you know, we're big Stephen King fans on the show. And and so Shannon especially appreciates that. Excellent I'm sure. choice. Yes. 
and and they were a, a really great duo in hindsight. So yeah, I mean the terror was real. The terror was real. <laughs> okay, I picked this trivia question for you, Shannon, because I know you like the sauce. Series. I'm so excited. So the question from last week was. Um, when he was 17, director James Wan was scared by something that, that sparked the idea for the movie Saw. What was it? Okay, so the answer is Wan saw a news report about a man who would break into the house of sleeping children and tickle their feet. Wan was so scared, he slept with a hammer next to his bed. When he was eventually caught, he revealed that he didn't commit the crime on his own and was forced to do it. The tickling criminal was also apparently sent a jigsaw piece that told him to do what he did. Ah, I so I see. So I that see. was the two part, right? <laughs> yeah. The first part that I wanted them wanted you guys to answer was what what was it that influenced his whole thing, inspired him, I should say, which was that really creepy crime, and that the person um, was told to do it uh, and given a jigsaw piece that told him what he needed to do. How a little. Flipping creepy is that? He's got a little son of Sam sickness. Yeah. <laughs> Command hallucinations, we call that. Wow. <laughs> so creepy. It was it was almost a what the hell segment until he had command hallucinations. Right. And until then I was realized, like, oh. like, cause who would have just gotten, uh, but I mean, what a creepy, like he went in and tickled children's feet. Uh, Fetish. Okay. Right. Somebody made me do it. Yeah. We've yeah. heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the question for next week, you will go under, you know, clearly you can email us or, or Twitter as well. But if you're going to go the Instagram route, I'd like you to go under the Hannibal uh, Lecter post on June 12th from this past year. And the question is, Silence of the Lambs was inspired by what true crime? Or So who was the original serial killer that inspired silence of the lambs um and who and and the criminologist who is associated with interviewing this person okay um the second part to this question what did this serial killer help the profiler slash criminologist with what case was this person so if you watch silence of the lambs hannibal assists Clarice in solving a murder. So the question that I want from you guys is in real life, who was the, the killer and the criminologist and what was the case they were working on? You're really enjoying the two parters these days. Hey, I'm making them work a little bit harder. <laughs> I like it. I yeah. think it's great. And you know, if you look up one question, it's probably going to, I mean, if you found it, I'm sure, you know what? I'm not looking for questions. Uh, that's not how I look for it. No, I mean, if you found the answer, it seems well, like... Well, I didn't find the answer. Okay. I looked up facts and made a question. Ah, ah. And so... I don't look for trivia. And so they're, <laughs> and so they're, they're going to Google the question, probably. Yeah, because if you look up a trivia question, it's like, who, who no, was the... Dumb, I know. Yeah, who was the... the main killer in Halloween. It's like, okay. So I have to get a little bit more creative and I look up facts and make my own question. She's so smart. I know. Mm -hmm. Yay. 
We You're welcome. <laughs> and scene. But looking up the facts is what, these are the, That's fun, the fun part. Yeah, because I wouldn't have found that jigsaw one, which I thought was really cool. Well, and by, and you're learning stuff too. That's right. That's awesome. I wanted to mention also that I posted a little while ago, a couple weeks ago now on uh, our Patreon page. Uh, a little bit ago, Kathy and I <laughs> sat down together and listened to our very first episode together. Ugh. Yeah, and by her sigh, and by her, by her noise, you can tell it was painful. Only because we weren't any less brilliant. <laughs> it's only because the sound was not so great. Yeah, Belle's collar was on. My dog's collar was on. She was shaking a couple times, and we were didn't realize the impact of our sound. Well, yeah, there was some. There was a lot of tapping on the table. Not that we don't do that no, now. No, I just flat out kick shit over now, but, but it's not in. But yeah, then it was like a nervous kind of tapping. You know, when you tap your pen or you tap your fingers when you're nervous because we were we didn't really know what we're doing. Mm. Luckily, it was only 20 minutes long. It was only 20 minutes long. Wow. <laughs> I know. Seemed a lot longer to us. Yeah. Anyway, what we did was we we listened to it and we recorded our reactions and had a little discussion and we posted it to Patreon. That was our like extra content this month. So that was fun. That was fun. And it's up there now. So if you choose to, I think for as little as five bucks a month, you can support us and then you get a little extra we're gonna be going to that uh escape room soon too oh right that's the next thing we're gonna do well one of the next things we're gonna do escape room is go to an escape room and do our we we do reaction videos on there like we do oogie boogie bash and disneyland halloween all that so we're gonna go to an escape room and record our pre and post reactions (laughs) possibly during we'll see what happens these poor zombies (sighs) it'll be fun it'll be fun escape rooms are fun all right. I've never done one. Cool. Yeah. So you're going to lead the way. <laughs> you no. should have seen her face. You're like, oh, shit. No, you're going to lead the way because you're shorter. So you go first. Just that's, kidding. That's incredibly biased. It is. And, and it's I'm subjective. Not everyone with it. You know, who says I'm not taller? That's, that's just your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no one can see us. I feel like it's not my opinion. I feel like it's real. <laughs> okay. okay all right high five mm-hmm. uh, uh you were back to teaching this I, week i did or last week uh, a couple weeks ago now we're pre-recording yeah it's uh, yeah you went back in. to teaching in january yeah <laughs> i love teaching it's going well yeah you know it's you get different you know i get a cohort for a couple of years that's awesome and then some you know um end up being in my professional life as colleagues and stuff after. So it's really great to watch them grow. And great. Yeah. I just, um, I really enjoy it. It's my, probably some of the favorite, my favorite part of my work. Yeah. I know we both like variety. So yeah. Cool. You have a hot topic you wanted to talk about. This is a segment we like to call <laughs> Kathy reads the paper. In fact, this, this actually did start from an article a while ago that I never presented on the show. So I updated it and, um, I, ha- I see a lot of teenagers who are about to go to college, so junior, senior year. And one of the biggest things that come up um, is the conversation around standardized testing. And so what I mean by that is the SAT and the ACT. Okay. 
So standardized testing leads to student stress. This is an article um, from 2017. Holland Forsyth, I believe, is the author of this article. Um, and it's around standardized testing. Do we get rid of it? Before I even go into this, my um, immediate response is yes, please. <laughs> get rid of it? Please get rid of it. It doesn't measure what it says it's measuring. Yeah, right. Yeah. So colleges, you would prefer, if the world was your oyster, that colleges look at uh, performance in school, obviously, extracurriculars, as mm-hmm. they already do, and then some sort of extensive psych testing. <laughs> No. And the psychopathy <laughs> checklist. Um, no. Just kidding. I, I know that this is not feasible at all because it's already hard enough to do it. I, I do the interview process for um, the Master's in Marriage and Family Therapy program at SC, USC. And so I already know that this is a long, tedious process and graduate cohorts are much smaller. So I, I, I'm not suggesting that interviews should be a mandatory thing for undergrad. However, there needs to be some sort of piece that goes beyond standardized testing and grades because standardized testing, so what it does is is it's used as that that score um, essentially makes a, uh, a static statement on this person's record that whatever that score is, that equates with they'll say it's correlated with but i feel like they almost think it's it, it, it's higher than correlation um that it causes students to perform better in college and i will say that is the biggest load of horseshit mm. because people change a lot in college people start off with different levels of motivation and life happens and i've seen people go in with 4.2s and end up dropping out and i've seen people who go in with um, not the best GPAs and find purpose and find a field that they like and really thrive. So I think that's a load of horseshit. So are these really valid measures of intelligence and college success rates? I would say no, because what it does is it actually measures very isolated skills. So when you study for an SAT, you are you are essentially memorizing facts. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um and, and functions that are least significant to aspects of learning. So one of the biggest shifts when you go from undergrad to graduate school, sometimes it happens in undergrad, but mostly in graduate school, is you shift your way of learning from memory, uh, memorization, regurgitation to conceptualization. All learning should be in the form of conceptualizing. It doesn't matter what field you're in. So the SAT gives this message that the more you can remember formulas, whether if it's math or stupid facts or fucking vocabulary words, no one even uses or talks like that, somehow makes you more intelligent and better suited for their school. Yeah. It's a weeding out process. I mean, it's in some ways you could correlate this to a lot of things in our, in our world because some, some assessments are blunt instruments. It's without the interpreter, Without the psychologist, without the person telling you what means this or that or what doesn't mean this or that or how, you know, how these tests work together to give you answers. Because I find black and white stuff like that extremely uh, 
compromised in its it's awful yeah. it's awful and then you 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 want to look at because we always talk about context on the show yeah. what they're not considering is students are already loaded with finals college apps um transitioning goodbyes anxiety so they go into these tests where they have to essentially just memorize which is not suitable for college learning with all of this other stress, we don't know what's happened with that person during the day or what's led up to it. And let me tell you guys, and I know we might have some parents listening, lay off, lay off. She's yelling in the mic. Lay off. <laughs> my God, if I see one more teenager come into my office going, I am so depressed and anxious and unmotivated because I keep being told what I'm not getting done, I'm going to lose my mind. It takes everything in me to not call that parent up and go, please stop. Yeah. You're not helping. If everything you're worked. trying to do, everything you're trying to do, you're making it worse. Which they would simply argue with you. Yep. So. That's why I don't do it. Yeah. I know. And I have with some of the parents I'm closer with. And it. Well, you have a conversation. And yeah. They so. can see the. I have a story about that, though. I didn't know you were going to bring that up. But I remember, I don't know if they still do this, but they had the PSATs. Yes. And they have the, yeah, they have okay. the PSATs. They had those when ACTs. I was a kid, yeah. too. And I remember taking the PSATs and I did terribly on them. Well, or what my mother considered terrible, um, which was probably like low average. Let's put it that way. Um, I don't even remember. But so she actually petitioned the school for me to take it again because I was ill that day. And I was, I was sick when I had to, was scheduled to take them. And she petitioned the school to let me retake them. I think they said no, or maybe they made me take them again. I don't remember. All I remember is that when I did take the SATs, I was woefully average. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, I, I imagine if I took any kind of intelligence tests and all of that stuff, I would be average. I'd be in line with. I don't with know, Shannon. I almost want to administer. If you didn't, <laughs> if you didn't know, I can I just say this, and I say this to everyone who. I, first of all, I forgot. I, I wanted to do this. Oh no. Um. Let me think. I don't want to leave anybody out. And if if I am, I will mention you later. Aurora, Sarah, Ryan. Angie, these are some of my students who follow the show and thank you so much. I love that. I love my, I'll walk into class and I'll have students go, that was a really good episode. Well, hello students of yeah. Kathy's. It's very nice yeah. to meet you. Clinicians in training. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've interacted with a couple of those people, I think on social media you have. a little bit. And yeah, some of I'm, just answering as, I'm just answering as, as us. So they yeah. might think I'm you. I don't know. But I, I'm bringing the, the, the this, gave me, I remembered this only because when I talk about the show to them, I always talk about how intelligent you are. Aww. I said, Shannon's like Aww. so intelligent and you are. And I'm, this is related to what we're talking about only because um, you are someone who conceptualizes very well and, and uses analysis and use it where it goes beyond just memorizing facts or knowing. Yeah. The SAT is not, not testing no, on that. And that's and why I, I would challenge you that your IQ test <laughs> and your SATs, your SATs are bullshit. But if I gave you the IQ test, I would say you were, I would say you would score above average. That would be my guess. Okay. Well, we're going to go with that. Just cause we're going to have a shrink chat where I administer the weight. I'm just <laughs> that would be the Wexler intelligence. Boring. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Block design part one. What you should administer <laughs> is the waste and then the MMPI. Oh, then... I'd love to go over your MMPI results. <laughs> <laughs> 
It'd be a little biased, obviously, because I'm trained in both. But. And you, you hear the slate <laughs> part two. <laughs> <laughs> the patreon people would probably subscribe to patreon yeah. just to hear about my psychosis oh my god Good Lord. rapid well, digit <laughs> <laughs> all right now we're making psych okay. jokes sorry. Right. sorry um i appreciate your compliment though thank you very much and i'm very 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 excited that your students are listening that's awesome we like to know our audience members it just makes it a little bit more you actually know them in person but at least i know who they are yeah that's and you and some of them want to get to know you in person well they can show up at no just kidding um (laughs) shannon's address is yeah right i told the story about the sats mostly for if people are listening and they were really really average in high school and then decided to be really really average in undergrad that was me i mean i my grades were average my testing was average Um, and i'm not saying i'm a genius or even above average as kathy decided i am but it's like I think it's more about persistence and going forward with, with the things that you want. In graduate school, especially you start to do well because it becomes about diligence and what you're passionate about. And it shows you that anyone can really do it, it, but you have to love what you're studying. Absolutely. Don't just pick something random and even be an idiot in that. Get bored by it. (laughs) Let's do that. Let's just pick a random subject and go get a master's degree. in it. What let, this is actually a good question. Thank what? You. No, my question I'm about to ask. Oh, yeah. oh never mind. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> if if you picked a random master's or even undergrad to get that you would likely just completely bomb because you could care less. Oh. Uh hmm. It's a good question. You would just have like... I'm only... Now, of course, my brain... Not because you would think you wouldn't do it because your brain doesn't work that way. You would just be so incredibly bored. Is there a master's degree in car mechanics? (laughs) (laughs) No. I don't know. Maybe that's like engineering. Maybe that's engineering. Engineering. I don't know. I mean, I I have... I actually know a couple of people or actually more than a couple of people that have higher degrees in engineering. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure... And they're very smart people. I just... I would, yeah, I'd be like in the back of the room snoring. Yeah. There would be the part of me that would want to know how to do it and master it just for the sake of like my type A, like wanting to do well. And then I would very quickly fail Mm. because I would, I would just think this is dull. I don't want to know. I don't want to know how things work in the physical world. I only want to know how things work in the internal world. Yeah, I would have to say as much as it's a great skill to have, for me it would be finance. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Economics. That doesn't quite script economics the depending oh. on where you're from. Oh good lord. <laughs> <laughs> tomato tomato. Is that what's happening there? I'm sure it's, I it's can't a, believe you clarified the way you <laughs> pronounce. <laughs> business ma- having a business major is is really like It's it, awesome. We it, need those people. Yes, and it's really great to have that, but they're God. not us. They're not us people. I'd be so bored. I have a c- kind of a thing where I might like accounting, <laughs> but the the rest of it, not so much. I, num- I, I, the, I do like yeah. numbers. Yeah, the, there's something rhythmic about that. I well, think, and but, you need that in assessment too. But I yeah. I do I actually do like numbers, but the the business degree part of it, I don't know. Social media degree, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with auto mechanics. The masters <laughs> of science in auto mechanics. I just, I'll That's pay fair. you to do it. All right, moving on. 
So I watched a few things, FYI. Okay. In my ongoing promise to watch things and then talk about them, which no one cares about but me. So I watched the series Servant on Apple TV. Have you heard of this? Uh, I don't know. Okay, cool. So there's just a season one. And it's all out. Uh, I will not be distributing spoilers in this uh, very quick discussion of it. So don't worry about that. I Okay, so Apple TV's, uh, it's a new horror series. It was pro- produced and occasionally directed by M. Night Shyamalan. And I am a fan of M. Night Shyamalan. So I was definitely going to tune in. It's creepy-tastic. So here's the thing that I would say overall. Okay, let me just give you the setup. So Lauren Ambrose, the actress. Love her. Yeah, so oh she's, she's the actress. Six feet under. And she's fantastic yeah, in she's this. she's great. And she plays a different part than she normally does. So Lauren Ambrose and a gentleman named Toby Kebble play well-to-do Philadelphia couple. She's a local t- news personality, and so she's got the narcissism, which is fun, while he's an in-demand private chef, and he's more tuned in, more thoughtful, contemplative, et cetera, as a personality. We're going with that. So after welcoming uh, their baby son, Jericho, into the home, let's just say things are not as they seem, and they're not going particularly well. So... What they end up doing or what they do from the very beginning is they need to hire a new nanny. And so they hire uh, this actress named Nell Tiger Free. She's great in it, too. Uh, She comes to live in the house as their nanny. And she is creepy. There's just no other way around it. Um, Right. And I'll just say that I like it because of its creepy thing. Mm -hmm. Is it only on Apple TV? As far as I know, okay. yeah. They uh, there's a lot. There's probably three twists to the story in the first episode. So mm. I would say the best part of this is the is the setup. There's a lot of setup, and what it is is it just keeps you involved because you just want to know what happens. It's mysterious. It they welcome a presence into their house mm-hmm. at at one point, so that happens. And there's a lot of tension. Mm-hmm. So the act, the um, the performances are great, and there's a lot of tension. And if you know M Night Shyamalan's work at all, there's not a ton of. I wouldn't say there's enough plot to sustain all the episodes, but there's certainly enough environmental. Mm-hmm. The tension keeps you coming back for more is what I would say. There's like an emotional. He is very good at building tension, whether it, yeah. w- whether it actually. An ambiance, you know, like yeah. the environment that you're in and these characters are fully realized because of all the episodes. Yeah. And yeah, it's, um, yeah. All right. I'm it's, sure at some point good. it'll be released on a different network. Maybe but, um, it's claustrophobic. Yeah. You know, it's got that claustrophobic feel yeah. and it's not what you think it's going to be. Okay. Uh, I just don't want to say too much because it's you don't want to give it away. There's like three twists in the first episode, so I don't want to. You don't away. want to give the full transcription want... of the first. But then the whole bunch I'll of other play stuff Lauren happens. Ambrose's part, and you can. <laughs> oh, I would love to see that. Those of you who have seen Servant, wouldn't you love to see her play Lauren Ambrose? <laughs> I can't even imagine. That's so against type. I can't even. I say. keep looking at this uh, Hawaiian host 
chocolate in front of me. Dark chocolate Aloha Max. Macadamia nuts yeah, from love, Hawaii. Love all, that whole combination. Got right that there. as a gift. Yeah. I imagine they're good. We haven't opened them up yet. Take a sip. So uh the second thing that I watched is a movie called Haunt that's on Shudder. And it's getting some positive, you know. I, I tend to click on things that I'm hearing about either on social media or they've just been released on the service. And what I like about Shudder is each month, each weekend, just like Netflix, only in a smaller dose. So they'll release things every weekend or every week or something. And you can see the little list. Here's what we're doing in January. And then you look out for them. Now with Netflix, the list is so huge that I get, you know, yeah, backed up. Yeah. Not in a good way. Sounds like a personal right. problem. So Haunt is, <laughs> it's, I'm going to add Haunt to my Halloween viewing ah, going forward because okay. it's fun. It's simple. It's a bunch of teenagers go looking for an exclusive haunted house. So they end up going out into the middle of nowhere to some, uh, you know, like industrial type of building. Mm-hmm. and they go in the house as if this is there's no one else there just the scary clown dude that comes out to take away their phones and get them in the house into the haunted house and then they go and it's basically they're confronting their darkest fears wait so they they someone comes out so it's halloween they're all yeah. dressed in costumes okay and they and they someone says to them, "Hey, I know where this 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 exclusive follow- it almost sounds like the house. setup for waxwork back in yeah, the eighties. It's not an original. Yeah, yeah. I I can imagine it is not an original. Yeah, it sounds like waxwork. So they go out to or the middle works. of nowhere mm-hmm. and they come up to this building and they're dropped off by the the actually the guy that drives them there just heard about it and it goes with them. Mm-hmm. So there's six of them and they're all standing out in front of this. And when they drive up and park, there's a guy, uh, what you think is a guy, dressed in a clown outfit, just in front of there. Mm. You know, and if you are if you go to haunted houses a lot, you know, that seems plausible. Like, he's just standing, he's the greeter, you know, he's the guy that gets you inside the house or whatever. But there's no one else there. That would be my first, like, no one I'm else is going to right the haunted now. house. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's like waxwork. It sounds like that's where the, maybe they were influent. They got the oh, influence I'm sure. From, yeah. And then inside they're it's confronted. It's called Haunt? Yes. Inside they're confronted by their darkest fears. And it's a pretty straightforward, like, killer haunted house. What I would say is that there is an interesting level to it in that what's underneath the masks that the bad guys wear is scarier than the masks gotcha so it's interesting it's gory they've got a lot of if you're into head trauma (laughs) there's that totally into that slasher (laughs) movies with the head trauma it's a little much but uh so it's got a saw feel to it it's got a haunted house thing but it's mostly you know it's got a texas chainsaw kind of feel to it like trapped inside type of deal it's straightforward. I don't. I can't say there's anything unique or original about it. There's a final girl. You know how there is always a final girl. Uh, but I enjoyed it. So there. It sounds. Yeah, I'm, so I'm that's hot. It's it right a now. straight up slasher type film, and it's good. So, and it came out the uh, 2019. So it's relatively new, and it was fun. And and maybe next year you and I'll watch it together. And the other thing that I watched was. 
I enjoyed the true crime documentary limited series on Netflix called Killer. It's the killer inside the mind of Aaron oh, Hernandez. I almost watched that. Okay. I saw that come up. Yeah. Was it good? Yeah. It's really interesting. I, I'm a, I'm a sports fan. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I watched 30 for 30 and some of the ESPN mm-hmm. shows. So I like that kind of thing. So those of you who don't know, Aaron Hernandez is, uh, was a Patriot football player and was, uh, acquitted of several murders <laughs> let's put it that way yeah. and some people in the documentary sort of allude to uh him obviously not being innocent there's a lot of that so it's one of those ones where you can watch and you can make a decision for yourself he was ultimately acquitted and then ultimately killed himself in prison and there is a uh, sexuality component to it. There's the football component to it. There's the, and there's also what they bring into um, is if football caused brain issues for him and caused some of his behavior. Mm. Not that it made him a psychopath or a killer. And again, I, I believe he was acquitted of all charges, as far as I can remember watching the watching the end of it. But the CTE, you know, the brain traumas that they're, you know, now figuring out are, uh, you know, the chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Oh, Mm -hmm. I said it. And that what happened is they looked at his brain after he killed himself and found severe CTE. Wow. Well, and that's just basically fluid in the brain, right? So the brain swells. Well, and the bones get shriveled up and small, and yeah. it's uh, if you if you Google pictures of chronic traumatic encephal- encephalopathy, <laughs> uh, you'll see like the normal brain and the advanced CTE brains, and it's really shriveled. It's very shriveled yeah. and tight, and so football is a dangerous game. It was really interesting because it brings up a lot of. I would think it brings up a lot of conversation around, you know. Did the CTE cause his impulsive behavior? Because that is something that happens over many years. Mm-hmm. It's not something that comes on quickly. And how did it, it, you know, does it have a causal, you know, we often talk about things, how they're not cause and effect, but did it contribute? Yeah. Let's put it that way. Did it contribute to his, uh, maybe increased aggression, behavior. impulsivity, yeah. impulsivity for sure. But, and he was a, also a chronic marijuana smoker, like all day long, all night long. And that was probably treating his, uh, uh, some of his symptoms, most likely. Yeah. I'm not sure. Anyway, I watched that and I would recommend it. It was very yeah, interesting. I saw the ad for it the other day. It was an easy read because there's some twists along the way and there's some multi-layered thoughts that are happening there. So I don't know. I enjoyed it. Did hmm. you watch anything recently? Or? Um, I did. I watched and loved the peanut butter falcon. Ah, nice. Yeah. Nice. I love Shia LaBeouf. I know a lot of people have their thoughts about him, but I I um loved him ever since he was a little kid and I always would say he, this kid's going to make it. And I appreciate what he's been through and the way that he approached it and you know, he went through a lot with alcoholism and being um arrested for stuff. Just went through a rough time and I love the way that he handled it. He handled it with a lot of grace and I really appreciate that about him. But the film itself is so so sweet yeah uh, have you seen it 
I haven't, but I oh, have the screener. I just yeah, watch I it. recommend it. And he basically, it's a sweet story, but with a lot of humor. So it's uh, Dakota Johnson plays a, I, I can't remember if she's an actual counselor or what her role is, but she works in the residential care unit that this young man with Down syndrome he lives there with, and he's, he rooms with Bruce Dern. And Bruce Dern is only in a few scenes, but he's so flipping funny in this. And he helps the young man escape by pulling the bars away um, with like these two towels and basically saying like, listen, you got to strip down your underwear, you got to put a lot of lotion on. So you got this, this young man with Down syndrome escaping from a residential treatment center, literally running down the street. Well, in his, his dream is to be a pro wrestler. Right? Oh my God. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up in the, in the back of a, boat and Shia LaBeouf's gone through some really just horrendous stuff in his personal life and they find each other in this relationship and he's on the run so Dakota Johnson is trying to find him and then when she meets up with them it becomes this really sweet story but I really recommend it it's a great mix of um just good feelings and humor and um I can see why it got a lot of attention yeah I did get a lot of attention I I haven't seen it and I don't know a ton about um, Shia LaBeouf's uh, personal life, but I do know, you know, I've heard controversy in the past, et cetera, but I did, when I attended the Contenders event for the Emmys, uh, he was there and the young man who plays the main character was there mm-hmm. and they were there together with the filmmakers on the panel for, you know, they talk for like 10 or 15 minutes and then the next people come out. And what I noticed about Shia is that he's incredibly uncomfortable in front of people. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> he was very uncomfortable. He's has a big, well, at least at the time of this, he has this huge beard. Yeah. Like really big beard. And he was wearing a hat. Yeah. And sunglasses. He was there for two movies. He was there for Honey Boy as well. Yeah. I want to so see like that. He had big sunglasses and like a hat. You could barely, you wouldn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's on stage in front of a room full of industry people, but he looks like he's on the side of the street trying to not be recognized. Mm -hmm. And he sat with his head down most of the time. So when they would ask him questions, he would sort of rate, you know, it was just, I could tell he was really uncomfortable. He's fidgety. As soon as they let him go, he's like off the stage. So I don't know if that's yeah. like social anxiety stuff or yeah, just really he, shy. And I think he's been in the media for a lot of really negative things too. So I'm sure, sure that, um, a little gun shy. Yeah. I, I've always really liked him though. No, I like him too. Yeah. I mean, I, the movie sounded very, uh, sweet. It's good. So cool. Right on. Well, that's our show for the day. Cool. Yeah. All right. We very much appreciate you listening to us. This is Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. If you enjoy what we do here, there are two things you could consider. Subscribing and sharing our episodes on social media and checking out our Patreon page. Don't hesitate to contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or our Facebook page. We upload new episodes of Terror Talk every Wednesday and of Shrink Chat every Friday. Until then, goodbye and have a pleasant tomorrow.